Welcome back to the highly unanticipated, very unprofessional, and extremely boring podcast you always knew you didn't need, Learning Lutheran, where we are learning the distinctives of the Lutheran faith. So, last couple episodes, I have talked about my path to Luther and how I came into the Lutheran church. And I wound up getting my very first feedback on Twitter from a guy named Zachary. So if you're listening, Zachary, thank you. That was very encouraging. But today I have one of my really good friends on, and we are going to be talking about the UMC split and more specifically about the UMC church I was a part of that y'all heard in the last episode and what they went through in the split to become GMC. So you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, please. Uh, <clears throat> it's a pleasure to have you here, man. I'm glad you're you're here in Little Cypress, which is what, the town over? <laughs> it's not like you're far away. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, let's get this started. I'm excited to talk, excited to, to be here with you. What's your name? Oh, my name is Sean. <laughs> Sean Seymour. <laughs> You didn't have to give your name yeah. if you didn't want to. No, that's fine. I don't know if they know my name, actually. I'm pleased if I've never said it on the show. I don't think I ever have. Um, so now y'all know my name. Uh, so I want to start back when I was still in there. Okay. And so Keith would have still been pastor at this point. But... When did you become aware of the split happening? Was was it while Keith was still pastor or was it after? No, actually, um, I wasn't really, I didn't come aware of the split until, until deep into our, our second pastor, which was Val. Yes. Um, uh, really just kind of internet, posts and videos I was seeing kind of opened my eyes up. And so I started doing my own research. And when I started doing my own research, I started to realize that this wasn't just a small thing. This was a global movement that was going on. And I think I kind of felt a calling to, I guess, let more of our church members become aware of what was going on um, in the in the church, which ruffled feathers. But yeah, um, do you... Were you under the impression once you found out that not many people in the church even knew what was going on? Oh, it was uh, it was disheartening. Um, you know, the internet kind of led a different, I guess, a path that you you didn't want to necessarily see. A lot of the videos kind of led you down a certain area where it was it was based off of this, was based off of that. But you now you start to talk to people in the church and. And especially the older congregation, you know, you're you were a member of our church. I mean, a, a good portion, if not half, is is quite elderly. And when I say elderly, mm-hmm. I mean over the age of sixty. Yeah. I mean, we've got members that are into their nineties, you know, and a lot of them are in the eighties, seventies. I mean, that's that's a good portion of our church. Well, a lot of them had no idea. They don't have the internet. They don't spend time, you know, watching YouTube videos where where videos will pop up and you know lead you down a a path where you start watching stuff like that. They had no idea. Yeah. They had no idea what was going on. Um, and it's hard to explain that to an older person because you don't want to use certain terminology. You know, you yeah. don't want to, 
say hey you know and, and make it doom and gloom mm-hmm. um but but it, it got there you know yeah. it got there that we, we started getting the word out me and a couple people mm-hmm. at church started getting the word uh, out i found out while keith was still there i don't remember exactly how i found out it was through keith but he did keep it a little bit more on the dl because at that point it was still really early on in the split. Uh, I don't even think the organization that eventually wound up helping the GMC form had even started yet. And I don't even remember what the name of that little organization is now, but it ain't important. Right. Uh, but once you started to actually see what was going on, how was how was the information spread through the leadership? Did did you find it helpful, or they could have stepped up more? Well, you know, um, our particular church faith. You know, we during the split. I'm I'm. A, I'm almost 100% positive our, our pastor knew um, the seriousness of, of the situation beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. Now, we're, our, our church was different. Um, matter of fact, uh, we're the only one, we only met the church in Orange that disaffiliated, but there was a lot of, um, a lot of fear-mongering words thrown mm-hmm. at us, but, you know, our yeah. pastor didn't want to split. You know, yeah. we, we, we had to work against a, a wall because, you know, when you want to disaffiliate, you you have a pastor that doesn't want to leave, yeah. you know, and she kind of used um, she used it to her advantage. Um, when we would bring information, she would counter us with information. Mm. Um, yeah. When we would say things, she would call us a liar. And there were there there were you know town hall meetings as we would say during the church that got heated. Yeah, you know, um, and it's it's kind of it's it's kind of a hard situation to to go through, but. Um, we all got to the point to where, you know, it was side versus side, Yeah, you know, and that's disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you it said, is. you said that y'all were the only one in Orange County that disaffiliated. I thought Wesley and Orange disaffiliated. Uh, they didn't. They did. They did. Um, okay. in the Orange, the city, because we Orange have another, city. Okay. yeah, because yeah. we have okay. another, um, Methodist church downtown that did not disaffiliate. Okay. Um, matter of fact, their members that left there went here. We gained mm-hmm. some of their members yeah. that came here. And then um, I know the the one in Deweyville, which is Newton County, right? But where I live, they didn't disaffiliate. They they're did still, not disaffiliate. Yeah, they're still UMC. Okay. Um, now I have and, nothing against the UMC. Um, yeah. But it, that now that that could be another conversation. But you you know um, as much as I do, our church is small. You mm-hmm. know, uh, this was a hit. This was a hit yeah. to our church. You know, and it, it I'm on the board, so I mean. We're struggling financially, yeah. Um, but which we'll bounce back. Numbers are getting better, um, but so far, so far, so good. Um, but it was it was a tough road to go down because when you have a pastor that does not want to to make the split, it's hard to get information out there. Yeah. You know? So um, feelings were hurt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean that that can happen in any situation yeah. like this, no matter what. Um. So, in those, can you describe, maybe not 
an explicit detail, but like what kind of information was given during y'all's meetings? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what I should and shouldn't say. Um, but yeah, don't, don't say anything like incriminating. I, or, I, I won't, I won't. But if, if for anybody that's not aware of the disaffiliation process or the split that the UMC did to go global, it, it had nothing to do with homosexuality as much as it had a lot to do with, well, that was, that was a point. Mm-hmm. But the real issue was not standing by the book of discipline, um, your guidelines of your church basis. And, and they, were not, they were not disciplining their, their churches, so they were allowing a lot of things to have, take place in churches that shouldn't have taken place. Yeah. So I think a lot of that has to do with the split, but... You know, the information that was being passed around was if you were if you were for the split and you were for going global, mm-hmm. you didn't like gays. You weren't open minded enough. You know, you weren't you're too close minded. You're you're I heard the term uh conservative all the time. You're too conservative, you're yeah. too conservative. Um so I mean I it, it was a lot of fear mongering is is another term yeah. I heard a lot of because you know, our, our pastor at the time wanted to, to make it about that we none of us liked the gay people, and they decided it was like, it's not even about that. We have gay congregation members mm-hmm. still to this day in our church. Um, it, it's a sticky situation. Yeah. It, it's, it's a tough situation, um, but there wasn't a lot of credible information being passed around. Um, we, yeah. we would print out paperwork, and somehow, sometimes our paperwork would come up missing, you know, and there would only be that side's paperwork. Yeah. You know? And... That's hard to believe that somebody was yeah, playing those yeah. kind of games in a church, but I mean, it happens. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're all sinful. It, it's we gonna are. happen. It happens. Um, <clears throat> would you say that you saw any of the same type of reactions that you saw in the the UMC side of the the fear mongering? Would you say that you saw any of that? coming from the GMC side as well? I, I do. I, I believe so. Um, I believe that uh, it was kind of a I'm better than you, you're better than me situation. Yeah. It was a finger pointing, um, and it still is. Yeah. Um, it still is. It's if, if, you're, if you're GMC, you're this. If you're, um, if you're UMC, you're this. Yeah. And, I mean, you know me as much as I do, and I, and I don't want to speak for most of the members in our church, but, I mean, Look at me! I got hair down to my, yeah, you know, past my shoulders. shoulders. You know, um, I hunt and fish. I, mm. I'm a godly man, but at the end of the day, I, what you do in your own home is is your business. You know, yeah. I don't. That doesn't bother me. You know, so I think I think what it was was it was trying to turn people against each other. It was mm. trying to make people think that oh, you are you're this, you're that, and that's not the situation. Yeah, uh, the situation was was strictly. I think a lot of us wanted to be more old school Methodist, more traditional Methodist. And that's yeah. really what it was, was the, the, the GMC or um, the U- UMC was just moving real fast. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're floating by what's popular, what's trendy, what's going to get us followers and kind of leaving the gospel behind. Yeah. Um, and that's going from somebody, I mean, I was raised Roman Catholic, you know, I, yeah. I went to, you know, private school my whole life. I was a high, you know, I attended Kelly high school in Beaumont and it's, it's, it kind of raised Catholic, you know, you think all oh, the, the, the Methodist religions, different it's really not there's 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 similarities you know there's um there's differences and similarities but um what scares me the most though is i don't know if you were going to bring this question up and i don't want to just ramble 
No, go ahead. But go I'm kind of watching, you know, I'm on the board. Uh, my wife is a, the youth director now, which well, that's actually where she's at right now. She's teaching the youth. And I'm seeing the the GMC make the same exact movements, yeah. but in a more traditional way. It's the exact same way that the UMC is doing. So I, I don't see this be, I don't see the GMC being the all savior of everything like they plan on being. Uh, yeah, that that was something I was gonna <clears throat> eventually hit on was I was watching from behind the scenes since I had left the church and we left for multiple reasons, but one was honestly at the time I didn't see anybody else seeing the same things that I saw. Yeah. And it was disheartening. And I, I should have been more vocal about it, asking around, but I didn't. And and then the way Ellie, my wife, wound up being treated behind the scenes exactly. was an, was the final straw for her. She finally had enough of it after I had already mentally checked out and like it, it broke my heart when we both officially stepped down and I was the youth director before, as you know, and you were the best youth director. Oh, you were the I, only one, you were the only one that got my daughter to go up there. I, yeah. I don't know if I was the best, but I will say, um, watching, the kids, the Lord work in them mm -hmm. was huge. It was a massive learning curve for me. I'd never done anything like that before. And uh, in my last episode, I even brought up how the church we were at previously asked me to do it. And I literally laughed in their face. I was like, no, this ain't me. Right. And then whenever they asked me to go on that trip with them and then at the end of it asked me to step in, and the connection I had gotten with the kids, even though over half of them had graduated after that trip. And when they asked me, it just that connection was like, yeah, this is something I, I would like to do. Mm -hmm. And I, it was, it was a massive, massive learning curve. I had no idea what I'm doing. Just like, I don't know what I'm doing with this podcast, but it, it was something that did help me grow. And, while I never could consider myself a Methodist, it did help me understand the theology that I held to be true better. And I'm trying to even remember where I was going with this now. I, st I started rambling. Well, yeah, I mean, it, to, to, to you, going back to that, it's like it, it, becoming Methodist is is has always been kind of like, I never, I don't, I don't consider myself Methodist. Um, yeah. I, I attend a Methodist church. I don't consider myself Methodist. Um, I still consider myself Catholic. I mean, I, I'm, I still have my Catholic values, and and I pride myself on that. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I went through confirmation classes. You know, my my kids were were baptized mm. Catholic. You know, um, no. And then I honestly think that we should all consider ourselves. Catholic in the lower C stance mm -hmm. as far as what Catholic actually means as the universal church, regardless of what denomination we are, as long as we hold to 
the same gospel, which is Christ died for our sins. Exactly. And we are only justified through him and not of our own works. Amen. And uh and then obviously rose the third day. I should have said that in there, but so I want to ask you a quick question. This may be this may be a little off subject, but go ahead. It's fine. So I had a I had a somebody reach out to me the other day that's that goes to detention church on Saturday and asked me, and I don't know if you can answer this question because I mean I was I'm Presbyterian Catholic. We always went to church mm-hmm. on Saturdays. How come some churches attend church on Saturday and call it the Sabbath? Can you uh can you answer that for me just out of curiosity? Um, I may be wrong on this. I'll do my best to answer it. It's something I have looked into. But again, I may be off base, so don't quote me. All right. <laughs> um, so in the six days of creation, God finished his work on Saturday. Okay. He, the seventh day was Saturday, the day he rested. Which also, fun fact I learned about a year ago, is that some Jewish and Roman Catholic traditions have the day of creation on what day? Tuesday. No, I mean like this specific month and day. You know what? Uh, Let's see. Hmm. I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's my birthday. Okay, well, that doesn't help me a whole lot. No, I don't even, I know. Don't can't remember my kids' birthdays after that. <laughs> um, March twenty fifth, which is also wait, hold up. Your birthday's March twenty fifth. I'm March eighteenth. How did I not know really? That? Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> okay. Um, but well. yeah, so which is also the same day that Frodo starts his journey. And the ring is destroyed in Lord of the Rings, the, the Tolkien okay, lore. That's pretty awesome. Um, so that, that's my birthday. But anyway, enough about that. that that's not what this podcast is So remember that, about. guys. If you're fans, <laughs> his birthday's the 21st, name something. 25th. 25th. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, <laughs> look at me. I'm already forgetting. But uh, so, yeah. So uh, the Jewish Sabbath is Saturday. And some... Some Christians still honor Saturday as the Sabbath right? because of that. The rest, however, will have moved it to Sunday because of the day of Jesus' resurrection. Got it. Okay. And the early church in Acts was meeting on the first day instead of Saturday. Okay. And now I don't... I think it is good to have one day set aside and uh, be the Lord's day. And out of our tradition, I am just going to say, I think that day should be Sunday. Right. Yeah. But in all reality, there is no one day that is holier than the other. Okay. And for any of you listeners out there, if I said anything wrong, my email is in the show notes. So reach out to me and and tell me I'm wrong, uh, but that's my understanding of right. it. Right. 
appreciate that. I don't mean to get you off subject. No, I, know that's we're, fine. I know we were talking about the UMC split. Yeah, that, that's fine. It's, it's <clears throat> just adds more time to have a fun conversation. Yeah, it is. This is fun so far. Yeah. Um, so you're my first guest, too. I don't know if I mentioned that at the beginning, but I know I told you. But Yeah. Name's Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so back to the split. Yeah, I was watching from behind the scenes, and I was I was seeing basically the the same thing from both sides of each side would have a little bit of truth in their claims exactly each side would have some some falsehood Mm -hmm. and some slander thrown Mm -hmm. in and and that's that's dangerous because it it's showing the outside world when they're looking in that we're just bickering and acting like the rest of the world, which we're sinners. The church is not perfect. Look at church history. There's no need to try mm-hmm. to defend it because we are not saved by our our works. We're not. like There's nothing that we're going to redeem the past. There's nothing that we're going to redeem ourselves. All that's done through Christ, but we do damage the image of God's church of his bride when we have that sort of infighting and it it is good to have doctrinal standards and to have, and to be like, no, this is where we are drawing the line. Right. But it should be in truth and love. And whenever we are just bickering like that, it becomes more about just I'm gonna throw in a scenario that we're arguing. Right. You're you're on one side, I'm on the other. And I'm I'm fighting to prove that your cup is actually red whenever it is that a dark blue? It's black. It's black okay. Yeah. My eyes are obviously bad. Well, see, we're arguing already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say this cup is is red when it's black. And I could give you every bit of physical proof that that is red, but you still think it's black. And if that's all I'm trying to do is win the argument, but I don't point you to Christ. Right. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. And that that's what I saw was just, and that's what I see on social media, just people trying to to win their opinion over to show that they are right. And that's all that matters is that I am right. And Christ isn't glorified in that. No. And I, and I think that during this split, you know, we're, we're losing. I'm sure somebody, I'm sure somebody in this, uh, Somebody will probably end up hearing this from the church eventually, maybe. But we're ever since the split, the church has been a, a slightly negative energy. I mean, I watched yeah. our church go from Pastor Keith, who could fill the church, to Val, who came in with the very completely opposite spectrum of the UMC. Yeah. And kind of like we lost members. And then now we've got another pastor who's was a member, but now is the pastor, and numbers are getting better. Mm-hmm. But the energy's not the same. Yeah, the church feels more, you know, a usher on Sundays. 
I'm the one that greets you at the door, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, people are different towards each other. Mm-hmm. This, this whole entire split has affected people, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not to say that it's broken up friendships, but there's this weird underlining just... I don't want to use the term negativity, but like I explained to you earlier with what's going on with, with mm-hmm. my wife right now, yeah. with you know becoming the new youth director, and I'm watching just... I don't want to use the term negativity again, but I'm watching it. it it's 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 yeah. trickling into the exact same situation we were in before. Is yeah. all is all we're doing, and and I don't want to say that the UMC and the GMC are the same, but what's really the difference? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, what's really the difference? You created a, a to me another business, a religious yeah. business, you and, know? and and in all honesty, I'll come out and say it. Yeah, it's my show. I can say whatever I want. You darn too. <laughs> but from watching in the back seats of everything, yeah, the GMC looks absolutely identical to me, to the UMC. And while they may be slightly more conservative now, yeah, I see them being in the exact same boat within our lifetime. I, you say lifetime, I say the next handful of years. Yeah. I think that they're, they're going to have people, it's just like anything else, you're going to have people that are going to infiltrate it. People that are mm-hmm. going to start putting putting worms in people's ears, things are going to happen. Um, I mean, I'm watching it right now with our church, man. Yeah. You, you've seen our church. Our, we've got, we got a little church, beautiful little church, mm-hmm. beautiful 40 acres with a pond. It's a gorgeous piece of land. I mean, yeah. it's in, you know, for, for all your viewers, I mean, we're in a beautiful little part of Texas. You it know, is. We're, in, we're in a little, like, one stoplight town, Texas, you know, Friday night lights, football. Yeah. You know, the, team, the city shuts down. Everybody's football games. The you know? stadium's in walking distance yeah, away from Yeah, it. exactly. You know, and it's like, um, these are these towns that are they're very very serious about their religion, and so like these little this this little thing it affected us, you know, yeah. and and it, it hurt us, it hurt our hearts and souls. So I, I'd hate to see that we fought so hard to go down this one road when the road goes to the same path, yeah. and and I I'm kind of seeing it like like you, and I'm not in the back seat. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm you know sitting right behind the driver. I'm you know I'm up there. We're up there every day. We're up there yesterday. I'm on the you know the, the admin board. You know so yeah. It's I, I hope it doesn't go that route because mm. I don't want to have to find a new church. Yeah, but my church is open. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will be checking out churches, yeah. and that's probably the first place I'll go check out. But I fought so hard. I fought so yeah. hard during this discernment process, man. I was up till three o'clock in the morning printing out paperwork. Uh, I was emailing people. I was calling people, you know. Oh uh, yeah, I know. It hurt me. Mm-hmm. Like I cried, and I finally broke down one night when I was. I said, I can't do it no more. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not even gonna step foot in there again. I can't. I can't. Can't. I was like, yeah. oh, I got. We got so far. We got so far. But it broke my heart, like because mm-hmm. Val was not the right pastor for our church. But I don't want to say what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. But she, the last words I was actually me and me and Lee, you know yeah. Lee. Um, me and him carried, were helping her load up some of the office furniture from the ch- the church, and it was, it was emotional for me because yeah. I've known Val for you know for a year and or a little bit longer, and like she's she's got a good heart, you know, she's a good person. So it's hard to see somebody, your pastor, you're packing up your pastor, and you had something to do with her leaving because yeah. I was I was part of the I stepped on toes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I was passing out paper. Yeah. I was sending emails out. I was. Sean was, I was considered, I was stirring stuff up, you know, you were the vulture. at the beginning. I was, I was a vulture. <laughs> um, so like when, when she left, she, she actually turned and she said, you know, Sean, it's, it's, it's going to end up 
exactly how it was. Yeah. And it did. She ex- told me exactly how, and to this day, like what we talked about earlier that I won't mention on your podcast, yeah. she was right. She was 100% yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Just, like, wow. And wow. I'm not going to ask you if you were expecting it or not, but kind if of, you were, kind it of. probably happened a lot quicker than... Well, I didn't want to take this route that we took. Yeah. I was one of the only ones that said no to this route yeah. that we took. I think we should have waited. I think we should have held off a little bit. You don't... If you've applied for 20 jobs and six of them called you, you know, you're not going to take the first one. Yeah. And that's kind of what we did. We we test drove one car and we bought it. We didn't yeah. go for another car. We didn't test drive another car. Yeah. Even though there were nicer ones out there, mm-hmm. or there could have been worse ones out there. We didn't even take the risk. Yeah. And so... It, and I love everybody yeah. <laughs> at the church, yeah, I mean, and I'm not I, talking about anybody. Yeah, I still do too. At and the end of the day, things should have went a little bit different, maybe. Yeah. Um, and like, no church, no denomination is perfect. Uh, where I'm at now is Grace Lutheran Church, and it's just down the road from Faith. Yeah, it is. And which. I went to a Baptist church in between. That's you can hear that in the last episode. But you know, it's a confessional Lutheran church. There's no screens at all. Mm-hmm. We we have electricity. We're not Amish, but if in the middle of service, it didn't matter at what point in the service. If electricity just went boom, we could continue on with service without even being like, oh, electricity went out. Right. Uh, yeah. It would just, we could continue on. Yeah. I mean, obviously you would notice, but we could flow like nothing even happened. Yeah. And with the, uh, and I really like that, that it's, I don't think it's a necessary thing to be that. Uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. But to be that so not dependent on technology, yeah. I don't think that's necessary, but it's something I do prefer. That's what I grew up in. It was the same thing. The only thing we had was a microphone, the hymnal, and then our Bible. And that's essentially what we have here. Right. It's just more liturgical. It's going to look a lot more like what you grew up in in the Roman Catholic church. Oh yeah, see and that 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 was a shocker for me too. Mm-hmm. When when you go from the Roman Catholic which is like a church that you attend now not you know not Roman Catholic in general. Yeah. Roman Catholic church is like you've got your priest, you've got your bible, you've got your hymns and you've got your 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 word and it's yeah. Methodist church and how are these these other churches um it's you got screens and music and it's bands based, and it's it's concertish. Yeah, it's basically these yeah. non-denominational type of of churches that have a little bit of a liturgy. They're a little bit confessional, but don't really hold to the confessions. Which, Lord willing, I, I do hope I'm wrong on this. I hope the GMC does hold to the confessions. Oh, I hope they stick by their word. Um, I really do. Like, this is something I want to be proven wrong on. Well, you know what? Somebody made a valid point the other day is somebody said that this GMC split, a lot of these churches are leaving. They're taking their churches with them. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 the UMC is losing. Not only are they losing 
money, but as a whole, as the UMC church, yeah. losing money, they're losing buildings, they're losing property. They're oh, so losing GMC's people. already losing? No, no, I'm talking about the UMC. Oh, Sorry, okay, let me okay. clarify for that. The, the the UMC, when the split happened, these churches that left, a lot of them mm-hmm. took their churches with them. Yeah. They said, okay, well, well, we can afford it, and, and they had every right to do that. And, and yeah. you know, so if you can afford it, take it, it's yours. And so, what, what somebody made a valid point that and it would kind of kind of worried me a little bit because I don't want to see the GMC do this. I don't mm-hmm. want to see the GMC go down the same route. But a GMC Global Methodist Church, if anybody doesn't know that, um, the United Methodist Church, when they split, the Global Methodist Church created their own version of the United Methodist Church, which is just a traditional version of the United Methodist Church. I think the only thing, the only difference is they dropped United. So a lot of these churches that are that are Methodist, they're not even going by Global Methodist. Like we're not, you know, Faith Global Methodist. We're Faith Methodist Church. Oh, you know? really? Yeah. I mean, technically we're global, but on our sign, it's not going to say the, Faith Global Methodist. Yeah, so it's global just say, is more of an afterthought. Exactly. Okay. So we're just under the umbrella of Global yeah. Methodist. I actually kind of fought more towards going more non-denominational or branching off. At least an independent Methodist. An independent Methodist, exactly. Now, there, because there's like a handful of different Methodist churches. We didn't have to go global. And there's actually Mm -hmm. a small Texas Methodist denomination called Bethel Methodist. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're aware of that. No, but I will be looking that up later. And uh, they are actually even more conservative. There's actually one in Port Arthur. Is there really? Yeah, there's there's not many of them. There's only a few of them. They split off of uh off of the UMC, I think back in the the 70s or 60s. Oh, I, I so could, they took the exit before everybody knew about yeah, the exit. Yeah, this was this was okay. a long time ago. And you see the UMC is not even that old of a denomination. Right, itself. it's not. Yeah. And but th- this happened back in the 60s or 70s. Uh, like very, very early on in the UMC's life. And uh, there's there's only a handful of them. Yeah. I think it started out with maybe two or three, and I think there might be six of them now. And they're, they're even more conservative than what the GMC is. I don't think they... I could be wrong on this as well, but I don't think they uh, ordain women. Right. Um, and then I want to say, I haven't seen it in their, their standard, but all the sermons I've heard from them, they only use the King James. They might not, they might not be like King James only as the independent fundamental Baptist movement is. Right. But I think they do hold the, the King James more in that. That standard, you're just okay. not a heretic if you don't use it. Gotcha. But I, I could be wrong on that. They might be closer to that. But uh, but yeah. And so there, there's like plenty of other. And then um, the Nazarene Church, the Nazarene uh, Church, they're they're Wesleyan as well. Really? Okay. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, so is Salvation Army, or they may have had early uh, Wesleyan influence. Right. I know they don't do baptism and they don't do Lord's Supper though, uh, which I think is weird. And well, see, I, when when I started it. going global or going global, when I first went to the Methodist Church, being Catholic, and then my wife being Episcopal, yeah, 
you got to be, you got to go through classes. You got to mm-hmm. go through confirmation classes. If you're not, if you haven't been confirmation class, you can't take communion. Yeah. Um, so that was different to me. Yeah. See, um, that's how going to Methodist church, open table. Yeah. And coming off the streets and, and mm-hmm. get communion. And that's how the Lutheran churches, you have to go through see, the confirmation. Yeah. And so my wife and I can't partake yet. Well, see, I feel like that just makes it more real. Yes. Um, and I say that because you've got to dedicate time and effort in order to do that. The Methodist church is more, oh, come on in, open table. Yeah. Everybody's free for all. Yeah, and and that, that's fine. I feel like Jesus was that way, but... Yeah. And at I, what point is it too open? Yeah, see, and you know, I actually disagree. I don't think Jesus was that way. People often point to Judas as a reason to allow everybody, but I don't think that was the point. And I'll get into that in a different episode. But and maybe we can have you yeah. back on for that one. But uh, I grew up in more of a, a closed right. communion. It wasn't as strict as Lutheran, Roman Catholic, or or Anglican. Yeah, and uh, but you still had to essentially be old enough to profess your own faith, mm-hmm. and basically give give a good enough answer to the pastor right. that, like, okay, he he is making like. He does have this faith. He does understand because in in First Corinthians, you know, Paul tells us to that we need to discern the body mm-hmm. and blood, and so that was something I never liked about the Methodist Church. And I brought it up in the the last episode that I honestly think maybe not all. It, it would probably depend on the pastor, but I think as a whole within the the UMC that you could proclaim Brahma or or any of these other idolatrous gods and yet still partake in communion like it was nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I I hope I'm wrong on that, but that's really how it comes off as far as the UMC body as a whole. Now, I think Keith would have probably said something. Yeah. But Val, who came later, I honestly think that she would have been open to it, and I don't mean to to knock her, but just from hearing her talk in some of the 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 board meetings and stuff, I she said some stuff that I was just like, well, she wow. she stepped on toes a handful of yeah. times. Um, and but but the Lord's Supper is something that is should be taken seriously. Yeah, it should it's be. important. I have been convinced of the Lutheran view of it which is when Jesus says, this is my body, it's his body. Mm-hmm. When he says, this is my blood, this is my blood. And I don't understand it enough yet. That's one reason for this podcast is to help me work through it. And I'll eventually get to this topic. But like growing up Baptist, it was, and same thing with baptism, not just with, with the Lord's Supper, it was always something that that we did and not something that was a promise that the Lord did right. for us and it was 
It was always like with the Lord's Supper in the Baptist church, it was you need to do this to make sure you are worthy uh, to partake in the Mm -hmm. Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. But that's not what it is. We aren't worthy. We're not going to make ourselves worthy. Right. And that's what it's for is for the forgiveness of our sins. And uh, so I was, when I first contacted my elder, his name is George, at the church since we don't, we're technically without a pastor right now. Right. Borrowing one from Beaumont. I was very impressed after going and seeing exactly how small they are. Like with my family of six, there's maybe 30 people tops. And on average, there's probably like 23, 24. Oh, so that you are that we small. Are, we are a small church. And so after talking with him, he, he, I let him know beforehand that I was not Lutheran. And at the time, I was considering myself a Reformed Presbyterian. There you go. And I let him know, like, hey, we aren't Lutherans. We're thinking about coming to visit. Like, can you tell me about some of y'all stuff? Oh, so you contacted him before you even went yeah, to the church? Yeah, I, I contacted him before. I reached classic, out to classic him. Classic And he called me. That. Yeah. That's awesome. And see, like, and that's what I did with the Baptist church, <clears throat> too. But yeah. once... I, I was actually in what the phone call was awesome. I bet it but was. Once I was in, it was like everything you said on the phone's not not present here. Yeah. And uh that's another conversation. And but we I talked to him on the phone and he he was like, Well, since you're not Lutheran, we do communion weekly and y'all won't be able to partake in it. And I don't know how hard that was for him to tell me. But at the same time, I know there I, there had to have been at least a little bit of fear for him to be like, man, this is a potential member we can yeah. have. Like, and I told him that was a family of six, too. So I it's not like we're, he stuck to his guns. Yeah, that was same here. I like when yeah. I saw how, how small they were and that he stuck to their doctrinal standards mm-hmm. of like, hey, no, you're not going to be able to partake. You can go up there, receive a blessing from the pastor, but you can't partake. I was not offended at all. I told him that on the phone, but I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not offended. And uh, I was like, I completely understand. But I am a huge amount of respect for him for being that small and over something that could have potentially pushed us away. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think I want to save it for when I actually have the pastor on. Yeah, do it. But Ooh, that's it. Are you gonna? Well, are you gonna do the pastor? Yeah, I'm gonna talk to the pastor about oh, iconography. See, like I have that's a, cool. I have a right now. I, there's two hangups I have in in the the Lutheran thought. I'm still struggling with uh, they're they're monergistic, as in God does all the work, which I am totally 100 percent. Yes, absolutely. For yeah, that's awesome. Uh, my problem though is. I grew up Calvinistic mm-hmm. in that that God predestines to salvation and uh, their view on that's different. So I'm having a little bit of hang up in that. But what I want to talk to the pastor about is the use of images of Jesus. And that that's something else coming more from a Reformed background that I have issue with. Of I see it as... I guess for the rest of Protestant 
denominations, it would be the the second commandment. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Roman Catholics, uh, Lutherans will divide it up into the it'll stay in the first commandment. So I would see it as a first commandment okay. violation coming from a, a Lutheran perspective. And uh, Lutherans are okay with using it. And that's just something I want to talk to him right. about, just hear his thoughts on it. Maybe he can give me some books. And uh, the church we're actually at, there's like, that was one thing I was worried about. I was like, man, I'm going to be seeing pictures of Jesus and statues everywhere because that was like one of the few things I knew about Lutherans is that yeah. kind of like the Roman Catholic Church, it's everywhere. Everywhere. But <laughs> yeah, there's not one in the church, and I was very yeah. surprised. And uh, I don't know if his church in Beaumont has any. I've never been. But Where is the, what's the church in Beaumont called? St. John's Lutheran. It's, uh, you know where Tinseltown is? Yeah, I do. And po- like Papado's. Okay. And you people who aren't from around here have no clue what we're talking about right yeah. now. But uh, Beaumont's the big city. <laughs> yeah, Beaumont's <laughs> the big city around <laughs> these small parts. And Beaumont is actually a big yeah, city. Yeah, it is pretty big. Uh, but you, uh, you get to that light where you at Papado's and you could make the loop to go back to Tinseltown, the right. movie theater. Yeah. Well, you turn right instead. Okay. And then it'll be the first, I guess, major road. I think it actually is major drive. Uh, you'll turn right on it and it'll be down there a little ways. Okay. I feel like, I feel like the, the times I would have heard of that before, but I guess not. Uh, is that the only Lutheran church in Beaumont? No, there's there's other Lutheran churches, even in Orange and Bridge City, but I think we're these are the only two confessional Lutheran churches. I think the rest of them are ELCA, which would be the UMC version of the Lutheran Church. Okay, and uh, there I think there's a decent amount of those around here, and uh, but I'm I think we're the the only two within a decent driving distance from here. There might might be some more in Louisiana right. within that distance, but since we're literally on the border of Louisiana. Yeah, we're actually closer to Louisiana than we are Beaumont. Yeah. I mean, I think from, from right here where we're sitting, it's probably what, maybe four miles from the border? Yeah, it takes say, maybe four? me at my house, Yeah, which it'll be different crossing from here, from uh, your house where we're recording. Uh. But from my house to the border on Highway 12 yeah. is only about four minutes. That's so cool. Like from my driveway so to cool. the border yeah. is only about four minutes. We timed it one time yeah. the last time we went to my aunt's over there. And so there there might be some, some over there. Yeah. I just haven't looked. But the the church I'm at, like the it's just been a major blessing. At my last church, I got to the point where basically like I was feeling at the the, the Methodist church, I mm-hmm. just mentally checked out. And I don't want to say I wasn't getting anything out of the service. Yeah. God's word was read, and that's something. But... the doctrinal stuff was all over the place, like to where it didn't make sense. Well, it was, 
there'd be a little bit of Wesleyan mixed in, like the like their doctrine of or perfection he held to. There's a little bit of Baptist thrown in there. Yeah. And then their view of the King James Bible reminded me a lot, especially in their defense of it, reminded me a lot of the Roman Catholic defense of the Latin Mass. Okay. And so, like, there's a lot of stuff that just contradicted each other. And then what made me finally draw the line was, I think I said it in the last episode, he said, Jesus never died. And I was like... That's what our whole faith is like yeah. built on, built yeah. around. And yeah. I don't I don't care what your explanation was behind that. All your other stuff that I talked to you about, that you you never gave me a good answer on that. I'm I'm done. I'm not even asking you about this one. Yeah. And yeah. uh but but where we're at, the uh this is the our, which I don't have a camera, so none of y'all can see. But this is our confession, our confessional statement. And it's got our catechisms in there. And I'm saying ours like I have officially joined the church. I do consider myself a Lutheran now. I'm just not officially a member yet. But, I mean, it's massive. Yeah, that is. And I haven't read through it yet. I'm working on it I'm right there. I'm not even a quarter of a way. I'm taking it slow. Oops. But are you getting when you go to church? Because see, this is what I've been talking to my wife about. Is I don't get on Sunday mornings. I don't leave the church like I felt mm-hmm. like I just had heard a sermon. Yeah, I'm not and, leaving the church fulfilled, and yeah. I haven't felt that. I didn't feel it through through Val. I didn't feel it through our new pastor. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it through Keith. Keith yeah. is the reason why I'm there. Yeah, Keith was was traditional. I mean, the preaching in the mm-hmm. freaking jeans and the boots and the Columbia T-shirt. You yeah. know, I was like, this is an older version of me <laughs> with less hair. Yeah, you know, a lot but, less hair. <laughs> yeah, a lot less hair. <laughs> just to, just to describe myself, I look like a homeless version. Yeah. If, if man, Jesus I, was homeless, <laughs> like, I love Keith, man. Like, yeah, I, he was good people. I, I he don't. He was good people. I don't agree with a lot because I'm not Methodist, obviously. Yeah, I, I never even considered myself a Methodist I'll, while there. I still don't consider myself Methodist. Like I said and, earlier, I don't. But it's just Keith my church <laughs> taught me a lot. It was because of Keith as to why I started to see and appreciate the importance of the ecumenical creeds, of saying the Lord's Prayer, yeah, and like all the stuff that would make you lowercase Catholic, right, and. Like I oh I like that. how you said that lowercase Catholic <laughs> because I just I just learned about that whole that whole yeah. saying that the praying to the all holy Catholic Church I thought yeah. we were like praying to the Roman Catholic Church it's yeah not no, even what that means yeah, it means universal I'm freaking forty years old and just found that out <laughs> yeah. it's like wow do you and see that was a thing a trouble I had with it at first until I talked to Keith about it I was right. like why why are we saying this when we're not Catholic and then yeah. he told me I was like oh that makes more that sense makes now. perfect sense like, yeah. Okay, and because uh, I, I, I was like, we're Protestant. That means we <laughs> yeah. protested against Rome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> but uh, at the LCMS, which is the denomination Lutheran Church I'm in, yeah, stands for uh, uh, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Okay. And they actually don't say Catholic. They actually say Christian. And I I would prefer them say. Catholic, yeah, 
but they did it to try to distance themselves from from Rome a little bit more. I respect that. And uh, which, in all honesty, I don't understand why because the Lutheran Church wasn't started because they wanted a new church. It was they literally kicked Martin Luther out. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he wasn't trying to start a new church. He was just trying to reform it from the inside out, not mm-hmm. from the outside. But uh, I don't remember where I was going. So here, here's a quick question until you Go think ahead. of that. So like if, say, and because I've, I've wondered this, because, I mean, I'm, I'm part of a church, too, who's created by a single person. Yeah. Like, do you... Do you think if Martin Luther was to walk up right now, would he be happy with the route that his church has taken? I I don't know. I honestly haven't learned enough about the Lutheran church. Yeah. There are a number of different Lutheran denominations yeah. that aren't in fellowship together, mm-hmm. like the ELCA that I brought up. That Yeah. Uh, the LCMS is not a part of them. They don't fellowship at all. There's an even more conservative branch yeah. of Lutheranism called Wales. Okay. And it's, uh, I think it stands for Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Church, which that's that's actually evangelical. This is actually a, a Lutheran term, and that's what Luther called his church, was the evangelical church. Right. But Rome called called them Lutherans. He hated it, but that's what stuck, and so that's what they're called today, is Lutheran. But uh, I don't know. Every time I talk to you, I learn something. I'm not that smart. You are. You are. <laughs> A lot of the stuff you hear from me, I probably read that day. <laughs> that's um, awesome. <laughs> but... So the the Wales is a more conservative branch, and I don't understand why they're not in fellowship with the LCMS, right? Which is the largest Lutheran denomination, okay? Outside the LCMS, uh, outside the ELCA, but it's there. There's a bunch of them. One of the groups we are in fellowship with is called the AALC, it's the Amer- American Association or the Association of American Lutheran Churches. And then we're in association with a, a Canadian branch. And but but like I said earlier, there there's not one church that's perfect. Yeah. But this church that I'm in now, it they preach the that that's where that's where we were going when I lost my train of thought. You asked me if essentially if I'm getting anything out of it. Yeah. And I used to think that, oh, we shouldn't be getting anything out of church. It should all be us giving something to God. Absolutely. My view on that has changed, and it is a way that God serves us through his word, through his sacraments. We have a corporate confession of sin yeah we have a corporate uh absolution of sin mm-hmm. and which if i'm not mistaken i think we had that in the umc church a little bit yeah i think so uh but this takes place at the beginning and it probably does look a little bit more like rome when it happens but i've never been in it i've been to a catholic wedding and that's about it 
But, uh, but yes, like we read from the Old Testament. Nice. We'll read from the the New Testament, and when I say we read from it, it ain't like a paragraph. We'll read sometimes almost a whole chapter, and really? then yeah, and it, they're very focused on on God's word. And that, that's something else. Like a lot of the uh, the chants or responsive readings that we did, I've always been told that they're just making up their own stuff, and you shouldn't be doing that. But then when I actually get there, the stuff they're chanting, and it's not like a a pagan ritual chant of like huma karma laka waka. It's just the chants are for anybody who doesn't know. It's singing, but doing it in a non-metrical way, I think is the way of saying it. Mm-hmm. And I should have brought one of the the uh, bulletins because we have the whole service in the bulletin laid out. And that helped for us being newcomers because I didn't know how to use the hymnal. But anyway... Uh, so we had all that is scripture. It's not just random stuff. We're actually saying scripture back to God, his own words back to yeah. him. And not yeah, just yeah, yeah. not just making random stuff up. And and I absolutely love that. So we we hear God's word read three different times. Mm-hmm. We have the old new te- or old uh old testament, we'll have an epistle reading, and then we'll have a gospel reading. And then the pastor will will preach off of one of those texts. Yeah, and we all we we receive communion weekly. I can't partake partake in it yet, but we receive it weekly. And so, yes, yeah, so I'm get I'm hearing God's word. I'm receiving that. Yeah. I'm getting at least God's word out of it. Yes, mm-hmm. loads of it too. By the way, uh, we. We have the corporate confession and absolution. So we are reminded that our sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. We have a pure preaching of God's law and gospel with a proper distinction between the two. And then we'll do communion at the end. And that's a very brief summary of of what really goes on there's other stuff obviously but yeah so we'll receive that promise of forgiveness through the lord's body and blood in the sacrament and it's the idea of it is different than the roman catholic view i still don't fully understand it but think the Roman Catholic view is like transubstantiation and it it is no longer bread and wine whereas here in the Lutheran church it's both it, it is it's the real body and blood of Christ but it's still bread and wine right it nothing magically changes and it just is what it is mm-hmm. they they don't try to explain it any further Jesus says this is this is, and so it is. Right. And, uh, but yeah, so I do get something out of it weekly and partaking in communion weekly 
I absolutely love it. This is the first church I've done it weekly in. Yeah. It's See, I've never heard of that before. The, the weekly. weekly thing, yeah. And uh, I've been in churches that would rarely do it, just whenever the pastor felt like it. Are y'all taking the wafers that, that yeah, we always yeah. took? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it probably is it's the wafer. It's the not wafer. like a piece of bread bought like we use at the Methodist Church. Yeah, it's like literally Hawaiian, Hawaiian bread bought from H-E-B yeah. or Market Basket, and, uh, which like I find would... like bizarre to me. I think that's, I mean, I don't know. And yeah, so we we use the wafer like the the Roman Catholic, the, yeah. the Eucharist. We we still yeah. call it the Eucharist, I believe. And if I'm wrong, go ahead and call me out on it. But and then we also use real wine. And really, we use a kosher wine. Yeah. So, so y'all use an actual wine. And then another, that's pretty. That's pretty rare. And nowadays. then yeah. And I when I brought I first asked him about it, he was like, oh we. We're not like committed to wine, so if you want grape juice, we can get grape juice for you. I was like, no, no, like, don't make any. Yeah. If we join, don't make any special accommodations for us. We'll we'll just follow suit. Yeah. And uh, no need to waste money on on Welch's grape juice. Speaking of, do you know who invented Welch's grape juice? No, but I love how we plugged Welch's grape juice. <laughs> it is. I I always assumed it was the Baptist. Right. It was Methodist. Was it really? Yes. Was it really? So they created their own juice? Yep. And, uh, it's a biblical the, juice. It's Jesus juice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I always assumed it was Baptist. And s- I'm more of a cranberry guy, so <laughs> if there's a church out there that, that uses cranberry juice, let me know. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so we do it weekly with the, the wine. Okay. And a lot of people at least do it once a month or rarely have special seasons for it or just whenever the pastor feels like it, because they say it makes it less special doing it right. so frequently. But I don't see that. It It is a special event. Right. It's a sacrament that the Lord instituted, and while there isn't an explicit command to do it weekly... We are receiving through it forgiveness. And why wouldn't you want to to do that weekly? Like, it is a very special, very serious moment. Yeah. And by not doing it, in my opinion, you're making it, you're putting less emphasis on it, making it less serious, no matter mm-hmm. how much you you're trying to tell yourself and um, seeing that that's a, that'd be another difference in the Lutheran church and, and Methodist is that it's more than just a symbol. Like this is actually like happening. Right. And the Baptist will hold more something closer, a little bit different, but something closer to the Methodist and uh, which is what I grew up in. But it's, it's my world was rocked. Yeah, coming see, to this church. See, I like that, man. I'm not. I'm not bringing nothing home on Sundays. Yeah. For the past, you know, handful of Sundays, it's been like, oh, we got more people. Wow, I'm so excited. Yeah. Where's the word? Mm. Like it's. I mean, you've been our church, so yeah. church starts off. You know, we have an hour. We go to mm. church. We have one service. Which yeah. I know most churches. If you're a smaller church, you have one service. We have one service, and it starts off with. 
the first 15 to 20 minutes of music and, and the announcements and this and that. Yeah. And then you go into maybe, maybe, you know, you go into your, 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 you know, if we're doing communion, we do communion mm. we call for offering, we do the offering. Um, and we might have 30 minutes tops of the, of the, the pastor, you know, mm. preaching a sermon and that's it. Yeah. It's like, I don't. I'm, I'm not bringing nothing home. I, yeah. I'm glad to hear uh, that you're bringing something home with you because I feel like I just get up in the morning, I go hand out my pamphlets. Mm-hmm. It's become more, and and I don't, I don't, I hate to say it like this, but it's become more of like, oh, I got to get up and go to work. Like yeah. it's, it's not even church anymore. Yeah. It's like, and I do believe that <clears throat> there should be a habit of going to church. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm so glad just, you said that so because just the to, Sunday mornings to me are like family time. We're going to mm-hmm. be up early. We're going to go have lunch. Yeah. It's not, it's not just about religion. Yeah. It's, it's Sunday mornings. It's, the, and, it's the day, you know, it's Lord's day. Yeah. It, it is the Lord's day. It is the Lord's and day. we should be in the habit of doing it. So even on those days where we wake up, the world the devil, our flesh are fighting against us to stay in bed, that we get up and still go and commune mm-hmm. and be in fellowship with the rest of God's people. It's harder to do when your church is going through a lot. And, you know? and it is. And, it and is. I, that's tough. how I was feeling when I left yeah. both the, the Methodist tough. church and this Baptist church. And But after coming here, it was like an immediate... I've been missing this my entire life. Even though I didn't agree with hardly anything at this point with the mm-hmm. church, it was just like I've been missing something my entire life that I experienced there. Mm-hmm. And uh and it, it 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 is more than just this emotional high experience that that you get. Like if you're just chasing an emotional high yeah type of experience you're never going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You have to be, the only thing that's going to truly satisfy is God's word. Yeah. And I've, I've listened to a couple of sermons. Actually, I think I only had two sermons with the, the new pastor. And honestly, it was just, this is what we went through. We're awesome. Let's keep trucking along. Yeah. And it was like 20, 30 minutes of just saying that. It's story time. Story time. And and, and that's been that's why my oldest daughter, who mm-hmm. was in your youth, um, my oldest daughter is like now she's she'll be eighteen and a handful of months. Yeah. You know, and breaks my heart. My baby girl went off to college. I know, it's crazy. She's gonna yeah. go she's gonna go to Tarleton State University in Stevensville, Texas. Go Cowboys. <laughs> um she, that's where that's where, you know, she's gonna be leaving for college and it's it's like but she she said that one of the reasons why um and she works weekends yeah. i mean she's at work on sunday mornings and and i'm not going to drag somebody to 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 church i'm, I'm going to say drag i don't want to use the word drag but to her she's very dramatic she's, yeah. she's a teenage girl it's like oh get out of my room you're not <laughs> cool but um she she doesn't want to attend our church anymore because she doesn't get anything out of it she says yeah. dad i don't i'm not going to i don't want to sit in a room when i don't I don't like it, you yeah. know, and it, that breaks my heart because when Keith was there, she loved it. Yeah. When Val got there, it was story time with Val. Mm-hmm. It was like, what is Val? What did Val do this weekend? Or, yeah. Let me tell you a story. And I'm not knocking pastors that do that. But we're getting it now. We're yeah. a different person. 
And where's the word? I want to come home with man. I feel me hear what what Keith said today, or or what blah blah happened because like I'm gonna come home with this, and now it's like oh man, you know, yeah. oh well, what you know, and I've told you like earlier, there's a lot of drama going on in our church to the point to where, oh, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like oh, it's a Sunday, like it shouldn't be like that, and there shouldn't be a set limit on a sermon like you shouldn't have to be like oh i have to hit 45 minutes i want to hear one time our pa- our pastor say something that they sat down and wrote mm-hmm. yeah hey uh, and, and all that's hard when i was listening i never once heard from actually from the previous or the current i haven't i never once heard jesus died for your sins oh, you're well, you're not gonna and I, and I i think that i honestly think I honestly think that we're going. We're it's it's. Mm. You said in a lifetime I, and earlier, and, and I, I don't know if that was on or on here or off of here, but it was on here because we had we had a com- you know we had a pretty good yeah. conversation while you setting up equipment or whatever. Um, but I honestly feel like it's going to happen soon. It's yeah. going to happen pretty soon, and and because we me and my wife have already been making the only reason why we haven't left is because Sadie absolutely loves Charlene, who is yeah. our youth, our, the the children's ministry, mm. loves her. That yeah. lady's super devoted. I think what they pay her is a slap in the mouth as well. Um, but that's a different, that's yeah. a whole other subject yeah. there. But that's the reason why we haven't walked is because Leah's calling, she feels like her calling mm. is to deal with the youth. Um, and, you know, I don't have an attachment. I mean, yeah. my attachment is I'm an usher and I'm on the board. I can yeah. get off the board and I can stop handing out flyers in the morning, yeah. you know? So I don't have a, a, a distinct attachment. Yeah. But you were talking about your Lutheran church, and it like it kind of makes me want to just walk into a Catholic church on a Sunday morning just to get that taste of that real mm-hmm. traditionalist. Because no. we call ourselves traditional, and we're not Methodist. Traditional is not traditional by no means. No, <laughs> it's not even. I don't even know where you're getting the term traditional. There's nothing traditional just, about Methodist. Nothing. It's just a marketing term. It, it is. It's, it's a marketing term, and it's like now nah, you want to go to the Catholic church. I want to hear that. Hallelujah! Yeah. The chance I missed the chance. And I mean, I, I went, I went to Catholic school. We went to church on Sunday like and Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> it was like, uh, and because of Luther didn't want to leave the Roman, uh, the Roman Church, right. We technically still have the mass. We call it something different. Mm-hmm. We call it the divine service. Okay. But Luther didn't do away with the mass. He he did away with all the stuff that pointed away from Christ, away right. from the gospel. But the Lutheran Church still technically has the mass, and so I'm actually I'm honestly very surprised that. I wound up liking this church because yeah. I I grew up so anti Rome, which I'm honestly still against because their doctrine of justification is Jesus plus whatever I do. But that's essentially what American evangelicalism is, yeah. Which Methodists follow under the umbrella, mm-hmm. and it's it's usually. Like, here's the law, here's the gospel, but here's more law, go and do that. It's like, no, there's no comfort in that because I'm not going to live up to that. Right. And then when I don't live up to that, where's my hope? Mm-hmm. And it's in the 
gospel that I put back here, that Christ literally did it all. He said it is finished. Right. And that that's one thing that I have been very, I, I love about the Lutheran church. It's, it's Catholic, lowercase c, Catholic. I have actually heard one pastor refer to it as the Western Catholic Church. Okay. But uh, it, it's been a huge blessing and eye-opening. I feel like a new Christian again because I have so much to, to learn and yeah. unlearn. It's just been amazing and... God is awesome. That's that's so great. That's all I can that's say. So great. I don't. I want to get that eventually. I want to yeah. get that eventually. Well, we're gonna have to cut this off. It's getting late. Is it? Yeah. It's is it now? Eight o'clock. We both eight o'clock. Have, okay. We both have work. We've yeah. been going for like an hour and fifteen minutes now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sean. Hey man, Plez, it was a it was an yeah. absolute honor to have you here, man. It really was. Have well, I mean, I am at your house, but yeah. I had you on my show. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, <laughs> it was an yeah. honor having yeah, you. It, it, it was, was a I'm it was a fun conversation. It was, and I will see you guys next time, and the Lord be with you.